How you feeling coming off of that? I know we'll get to it, in a minute, but I mean, what are the feelings, right? We, right we needed it. We needed it, and we'll get into you know, why we, we did need it. it. <laughs> we, we needed it bad uh, for LSU's uh, LSU fan bases. The sanity for uh, this Friday, specifically this Friday, because uh, we all know what happened, unfortunately, earlier today in the baseball game, and we will obviously cover that. We'll talk about it, though. We'll talk about, we'll it. Talk about it. We'll talk we'll about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, I think there's a lot to talk about it. I think there's some things me and you uh, will definitely discuss on that and maybe kind of debate a little bit back and forth, agree with, disagree with a little bit. You know, we'll, we'll discuss all that. I think that'll be a really good conversation for me and you. Well, for the podcast, I know me and you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we may we may uh, have a little bit of some uh, disagreements uh, with with the, how this game went and and in stuff love, like though. that. And, love, in yes. Love LSU sports. We love LSU. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, I am super pumped, bro. Uh, the thing is, Reagan, I we probably need to ask the fans, our, our viewers here first. Do we do we knock out the bad? And then discuss the good, or do we just jump right into the good and then discuss the bad later? I, I mean, I they should let us know. Y'all let yeah, us know in the Ryan, comments. I see Ryan in here, so I know Ryan's Ryan. Whatever Ryan, let's just say since he's been so faithful, Zach, we will put it on Ryan. What Ryan says, okay. Whatever Ryan says, bad first, good later. Good. I told oh. you. Told you, man. Come on, Ryan. I told you they were going. Come on, good. Ryan. I told you. We need to talk about the bad first. We need to get out the way. He said, "Good, good, good, good." Okay, good, okay, good. That's that's what he wants to talk about. That's what he. Wants I guess to we'll talk about. about the good, Zach. I guess I guess we will. Hey, Zach. By the way, real before we get in depth into the things that we really need to talk about, just a few things, uh, um, on the on the outside of the main focus of LSU right now. Um, which it's it's still LSU, but like you know, all things that we're pay, really paying attention to. Um, so LSU men's basketball season obviously ended in the SEC um, tournament. They were put out by Vanderbilt, and we all know, Zach. You know, I know um, that you cannot, you cannot rinse and repeat with this roster. Yeah. Um and, and we've already began uh begun to to see that um happen. Uh you, you've had four, is it correct? Four. You had the two Justice uh Justice Hill, Justice Williams uh um exit the two guards. You've had Kendall Coleman and Cornelius Williams kind of the, your 
Cornelius Williams had a shoulder injury and was out for the season. Uh, he was a freshman, and he's making the transfer. And then Kendall Coleman was like a forward slash big man somewhat that transferred in last year from Northwestern State. And yeah, had Zach, I had high expectations for him, and obviously that just did not pan out. I think he ended up averaging like two points a game. Yeah. And coming into LSU, he had averaged a double-double at Northwestern State. Um, so things didn't work out. Those four guys are now in the portal, and Zach, uh, I mean, I can't sit here and name all the guys, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, but go look at, I think it's Matthew Brune on Twitter. Look him up. He's with On3Sports, and, and there's several other uh, guys as well I've been looking at. I can't remember all their names, but I, I do remember Matthew Brune. Um, you, they're giving out lists of teams that have been contacting transfers and, and folks. Matt McMahon's been busy. Uh, I've, I think Brune wrote an article, and, and it's been like 15 guys already that he's contacted uh, in the transfer portal. And and I would I would I would be willing to bet it may be even more than that. Um, LSU's name on the list that I've been seeing of teams that have contacted players in the portal um, are, are are a lot. I mean, he's he's busy. Matt McMahon knows. What just happened and unfolded with this men's basketball season cannot happen again. Um, and, and I don't – guys, Zach, I, I think you would agree with me on this. Like, I don't think this is the product that Matt McMahon expects to have whatsoever, like by, by yeah. any means, by any means. So he's, he's, he's expected to win. He wins a lot. He knows how to win. I think we're going to hit the portal and do a lot better next year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the portal because it seems like he's very busy. So enough of that. That's a little side news. Zach, LSU, Utah, two versus three, sweet 16 with a chance to move on. I mean, what an absolute game. I, I mean, an incredible game. I, it was awesome, bro. So what are your initial thoughts, Zach, coming off of that? Like your key moments, you know, that you – that you, or key players or, or however you want to address it to this victory. I mean, absolutely incredible. Well, I, I definitely don't want to take away your spotlight. Um, so I will, I, will, I will end by saying what I need to say. Okay. Uh, in, okay. in regards to you. <laughs> but look, dude, massive game. And, you know, we have talked about it so much. You know, the need for uh, other players to contribute, and that happened today massively. And I'll let you discuss more of that because you're the one that called it. But the other thing is that we've also discussed that LSU drew a really good bracket, and we've seen the upsets yeah. happen in the bracket. Obviously, Miami has now advanced to the Elite Eight. Correct. So now you're, you're looking at LSU and you're going, man – if we can if we can get to the lead eight, you know, we really like that matchup. And we'll discuss that more kind of near the tail end of the segment. But the matchup really bodes well for LSU in the lead eight versus Miami. Right. So what I was really worried about was this game right here. I was concerned about this game. Why? Because they match up really well against uh Angel Reese. They have Peely, who is a very good player. And luckily, LSU was able to go to the basket a lot and draw fouls and put her in foul trouble. She still had a great game. Uh, she had, I think it was 14 points on the night. Yeah, she was 4 of 8 for 14 points. 
Um, you kind of limited her on the rebounds, though. Yeah, she she only had uh five rebounds. You had a height advantage on her. She she had, she had the advantage. she but had man, the physicality, but she didn't yeah, have the height. She's, she's got the physicality, man. Right. And it was really good to see LSU do well with that matchup, even though that was my biggest concern. Um. You know, early on, they started fast, and early on it looked like LSU was going to kind of run away with it. Then things started settling down, and it was just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth the whole way. Alexa, or excuse me, uh, Angel Reese continues to dominate, right? Her matchup, Peely, got a top 15 uh, Wooden Award. Yeah. Angel Reese did not. Angel Reese won that battle tonight. She yeah. she she won the battle. She had 12 rebounds, 17 points. She was better in almost every single category. And Angel was the one that you left out of a Wooden Award finalist. And she 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 Brutal. beat. And, and that was with her in foul trouble. She was with, in foul trouble. She sat out like what the last like almost eight minutes of the first half, Reagan. Yeah. And what a phenomenal. Yeah. What a phenomenal job by the bench. I know they didn't put up massive numbers. Like the, the bench, in fact, didn't put up didn't put up any point. any numbers. Uh Jasmine Carson, which I found that kind of a little interesting. Jasmine Carson like popped off in the Michigan game, and then she's not even a starter this game. I I don't know, you know, but something must might be going on there. I don't want to I don't want to be negative on, on, on a huge positive note that we're talking about, but Jasmine Carson popped off in last game against Michigan. Hmm. She was she was a starter, and in this game, doesn't start. Hardly gets any minutes, and you know they put her in there when they had to put her in there. But that was very interesting to me. Maybe a little side story to follow. Anyway, but the bench gave you nothing. The bench gave you nothing. It was all of your starters. And yeah. what I loved about this game is when you needed people to step up, they did. Angel Reese did not have a great first half. She was in foul trouble. And who stepped up? Your veteran leaders. The yeah. people that aren't going to be here after this season, Alexis Morris, LaDaisia Williams, they're not going to be here after this season. Right. They're gone. They're gone. And they played like it was going to be their last game. I mean, LaDaisia Williams played like it was going to be her last game. Alexis Morris, down the stretch, did she hit a big shot? No, but she hit – massively clutch free throws. Yes, she did. In order to Huge. give you the lead and then to Huge. clinch the win. Alexis Morris goes four for four down the stretch in the free throws, which by the way, good dude. I don't I don't care. I don't care what team it is. I don't care what the situation is, unless it is just completely blatant. I am sick and tired of the official of the officials and the officiating putting the game uh, in, basically deciding the game. I mean, I hate that. I love that we got the foul call, which it was completely warranted. You know, when Angel Reese went up, she missed the shot. Alexis Morris goes for the rebound. She she gets fouled. I mean, she gets smacked on the arm. Pele uh, commits her fifth, and she's out. But right. then, okay, so then it's, it's going to come down to the last shot. Utah yeah. is going to have to make a shot. Okay, I understand the foul call against LSU, and I know that sounds completely biased, but there was plenty enough time left for a game deciding play by either team, right? That's what that's what it was going to come down to. It was going to come down to right. LSU getting a stop on defense or Utah executing an offensive play and making a shot. And you call a foul. And you put the game 
the game is play the the refs place the game on a foul call going yeah. to the line. Nobody wants to watch that. Nobody wants right. to watch. now. Now was it like completely like nerve wracking? Yeah, it was. We're biting our teeth <laughs> and 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 you know are biting our fingernails and pulling our teeth because this it's gonna it's about to come down to two free throws here, right? Yeah. Obviously, but I hate. First off, I hate the situation that the officials put the girl in. I mean, it, it's nerve wracking, but. I'd rather watch LSU get a really big defensive stop or for Utah side, they hit a game-winning shot. That's a lot yeah. more exciting than going to free throw line. Now, again, it's it's nerve-wracking. It's, it's, you're still nervous as all get out. And good grief, did LSU get blessed? Uh, because I feel so bad for her. <laughs> Bro, she, she airballed the first one. I, I mean, it was, it was the most, like I told you, Nerve ball right. don't lie moment. I because mean, gotta be. They should have called the foul. All ball, bro. It was a great block. The only reason she made the only reason Alexis, I, I keep getting mixed up. The only reason Angel Reese made contact with the shooter is because she got a clean shot blocked. All ball. She, she like high five her. She clears it. She <laughs> clears it. She blocked two of them in that moment. Two. She blocks yeah. the first shot. They get the rebound. The other girl goes up. She blocks the second one. Because of the block, her hand comes forward after the block, and they give each other like a, a little high five, like, Ugh, and they call no. a foul. In that moment, I would appreciate a lot more if the officials would put it in their pocket. I did not like that foul call. I mean, after but, you've already you sent the ball, it should be. like it, it should, the, the foul should not be called. It should have been called. a foul, period. Either way. They should have they should have put it in their pocket, but they didn't. They tried to decide the game, and I did not appreciate that at all. But regardless, as you said, ball don't lie. It didn't First lie. shot goes up, air ball, and then all of the – then you can breathe. Okay, even if she makes this, this free throw, we're not out of it. We're going to have a shot to win. Yeah. And then she misses, and you get the rebound. Now, we'll say, Reagan, what confused me – is they took a timeout. Well, oh, it, if you were if you were watching, if you were watching, as soon as she airballed the first, Kim Mulkey wanted a timeout as soon as the second one went off. So that's what happened. She had initiated that with the officials beforehand. So she's Kim Mulkey's thinking is okay, she's gonna try and she's gonna hit this, and then I want the timeout already so I can draw up a play for the game winner. That's fair. And that's how it played out. Completely fair. Um, I, and I completely understand that, and that makes sense. But, you know, in the moment, I'm like, why did you just run out the clock? Let it run out. Yeah, I, out I, I agree. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. two seconds, and nobody was around her when she got the rebound. Just start dribbling down the sideline. Like, that confused me. But, man, like, what a game. What a game. Back and forth. Multiple lead changes. Both teams got up as, as much as seven. You know, there was moments where you're like, oh, gosh, like, here we go. It feels like they're about to pull away. There's moments yeah. when, you know, it felt like we were about to pull away. Yeah. Like, it was just back and forth, back and forth, a great college basketball game. And, look, I was talking to some guys today, and, I, you know, they're like, you know, what, what you doing tonight? What you doing for the weekend? I was like, I'm going home, and I'm watching the LSU women's basketball. <laughs> and they're like, what? Like, why are you watching <laughs> women's basketball? And I'm like, 
because it's good. It's <laughs> really good basketball. Good. <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying it like that. But absolutely, like, and that's how it should be. Like LSU fans, like, if you're watching this and you haven't watched the girls' basketball team play play in this NCAA tournament, you, I I don't know if I can call you a true LSU fan. <laughs> I, know I know that's a big statement. I know it might hurt your feelings, but I might have to call you a casual if you didn't watch the basketball game today. Shots, I'm taking shots. You didn't watch the LSU women's basketball game today. I might have to call you a casual. Because what Kim Mulkey is doing and awesome. with players like Alexis Morris and Angel Reese, how could you not want to watch this game? Massive, massive win for the Tigers. I'm so pumped for Sunday. Let's freaking go. We're going to the lead eight, Reagan. I'm gonna shut up now so you can talk. Yeah, uh, you, I mean, and you're right. It was a it was a a great game in, in terms of just competitiveness. Yeah. Um, LSU uh, with just, a, just for women's college basketball. Uh, yeah, I, I mean the it, the for the sport, it was. I mean, back to back games in this regional. Miami and Villanova and LSU and Utah both, you know, end in a very similar fashion. I mean, just coming down to the wire, um, having to hit free throws, having, you know, calling timeouts. The, the way it works with basketball when it's close at the end of a game. Um, really great. And, you know, we were – we were. I'm trying to remember how – I think we were like seven points ahead, and there was like a few minutes to go, and, and Utah goes on a 9-0 run. Yes. A 9-0 run. Like to, you got to a point where you're like, "Oh, we're good, we're good." Right. We're LSU goes on a uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, Utah goes on a nine zero run, and that's when they get to sixty three. Yeah. It's sixty three, sixty one. Then LSU closes it out with five, uh, uh, um, five points all off of free throws, um, and, and that's how you win your game. I mean, that's how important free throws are. I mean, that's how important they are. Um, and Alexis Morris was huge. She was, you know, um, I think you mentioned it was four for four. She was six, seven on the day, but she was four for four at the very end, you know, when yeah. you needed her to be. Um, you know what? At the beginning of the game, what was what was frustrating? What was really like you said? Angel had a had a had a tough first half. But what what was what was irritating me is the broadcast was recognizing that, but they were not recognizing that Peely was doing the same thing. They both had at the half. Five points, four rebounds. Both yeah. of them. Both, Both of them. them. And and they weren't recognizing that. Folks, if you want to talk like numbers, Peely really had an off game. Like we handled Peely well. Peely, or Peely, Howard, Peel, I'm keep saying Peely, Peel, whatever. Haley, whatever. Peely was averaging in the tournament so far 30 points a game. 30 points a game, and she had 14 tonight. It wasn't bad. Like, 14 points, obviously, is nothing to snuff at. But, yeah. like, you – Compared to what she was what she Compared was to what she was doing, she was – you know, she was averaging – yeah, exactly. 30 points a game, and you hold her to 14. And so they really had to rely on their, their guard play, and, and they did. They did very well. The guards, uh, obviously, Palmer, and, and I, I really don't know how to pronounce her name. I think it's Neepkins. Neepkins, um, yeah. She puts up twenty. She she goes that you know puts up the the biggest on the team. I mean their three point shooting was was really good tonight. While LSU's was not. It was not the best tonight. Um, but you got it done in the paint. You know and and that was our game. I, I told y'all last episode we were going to need 
someone to step up outside of Angel Reese. And I mentioned LaDaisia Williams. LaDaisia Williams was going to be crucial because, number one, she was she was going to be the one primarily on, on, on Peely. She was – because LaDaisia is more physical than Angel right. is. She's right. she's more – I mean, more of a wall than Angel is. There, there's times – I mean, I'm not trying to talk bad about Angel by any means because she's amazing. But there's times when when Angel can get bullied around by someone physical. Uh, I mean, you saw it with Aaliyah Boston, and you saw it a few times tonight with Peely. Whereas LaDaisia was was a tougher – it was harder on Peely when LaDaisia was on her. Um, And LaDaisia had a fantastic night, a a team leading. Huh? The up and unders that she had. Oh, my gosh. Her her paint moves were phenomenal. Hmm. 24 points on the night. 20 four points on the night. I mean, she really played well tonight. I, I, I mean, like you were talking about her, her up and unders, her, I mean, look at her field goals. Look at her field goals. She was 11 of 14. She was 11 of 14. She was fantastic tonight and we needed it so bad. She, she said Zach in her pers- her post game interview, she said, you know, I didn't want to go home. You know, I didn't want to go home. And, and, and she, she said, I, I know I'm a senior. She said, I'm a senior and I'm a leader and I needed to step up. And she said, my confidence was at an all-time high. So hat off to LaDaisia. You know, I know that Angel had her double-double as she normally does, but my game ball goes to LaDaisia and what she did. I agree, 100%. 100% agree. Um, I mean, her play tonight was phenomenal. And, and again, I I will continue to preach it. Like, she had 24 points tonight. And I still think she impacts the score and impacts the game more than the stat line shows you. Uh-huh, 100%. More than the stat line shows you. Yeah. She she is a physical presence that is hard for teams to deal with. And I, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but when you go to face a team like South Carolina, you need her to have a performance like that. For you sure. Know, like like against Utah with with you know the Pac-12 Player of the Year on the other, other on the other team, Ladasia Williams goes 24 points on her, like and holds her to 14 and holds her to 14. She's been scoring 30 exactly. So huge night for Ladasia. I, I mean, her, her her height really was a problem for for Peely. Uh, it, it really was because um, you know every now and then Peely would would would. Um, be a little bit more physical than her and she would she would get a bucket but when when Ladasia stood her ground and was able to contest the shot it was really hard for her to get over to the top of Ladasia it, it, yeah. it's she is so crucial to this run Ladasia is i mean she goes 10 for 10 the last game and here she is now 24 points on the night um i cannot say enough about her she is fantastic but angel reese comes out in the second half after having five points, four rebounds, and goes 17 of 12, and she does what Angel Reese, you know, needs to always do for this team to be successful. Yeah. Um, Still I, I, points in the second half. It was massive. Exactly. And she had three blocks, and she should have had four. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she really should have had the game-winning block. Yeah. Um, it didn't play that's, out that that's, way. That's but the, it, you know, defensive play that I'm talking about, yeah. like, would you rather have a game-winning block, or would you rather have? Oh, we're going to the free throw line. Absolutely, exactly. And she, 
she played incredible. And Zach, you know what was so huge about that girl missing um, both of the free throws? Because if you go, if she hits the second one and it's tied, you are now playing overtime without Johnson, without Kateri Poole, and without Angel Reese. It was it was crucial that yeah. you close the game out there. in regulation. Yeah. Peely was the only one that fouled out for them. Now, we I think we could have held our own in overtime because of that very fact. I think Samaya Smith could have matched up against Johnson. Uh, or not Johnson. Yes, Johnson. They're, they're Johnson. Not our Johnson. They're Johnson. Because um, that's who mainly was against uh, – um, Oh, my gosh. I just saw down goes Alabama. I got to go check that. Holy smoke. San Diego State put Alabama out. What? It is a good day. I don't care what happened with the baseball game. Today is a good day. <laughs> wow. Hey, 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 right place, right time. Hey, Houston is down 72 to 58. Oh, my. 72 to 58. That would leave only one number one seed, right? Or that would be both of them. That would be all four of them gone, right? I think so. Yeah, Purdue's out. Alabama's out. Houston's Purdue's out. Alabama's out. Who's up? And, um, oh, the one that – no, that's Purdue. Kansas. Oh. Who? Kansas, right? Kansas. Kansas Arkansas Kansas? put them out. That's right. Yeah. So, your, your last number one seed right now currently is down 14 points with seven minutes to go. Wow. Wow. Hey, hey, uh, some would say that San Diego State was just at, playing at the right moment, the right time, right place. <laughs> that, that really felt like a shot from saving. That really, when he said that, I was like, Ew. Ew. But then they had, you know, they kind of had a PR. They kind of had a PR session with their social Ooh, media. over. You remember? Uh, did uh, I don't know if you saw that or not, but Saban came over and and talked to the basketball team and and yeah. Nate Oates at one of their practices before they went off to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is a PR move after what's Probably, been happening you know, because, because you know Bama's been punishing their football players. I mean, there's been some issues with the football players. Getting uh, did you see what happened with their freshmen? Yeah, a hundred and forty-one miles per hour. Yeah, I mean. Was punished, and they're punishing it. And then you got the situation with Brandon Miller, and bro, how in the world? Things what car are you driving to go one forty one? I don't know something. Something I, fast, bro. You are if you make a sports I mean, car. How, how dangerous is that? Extremely. I, look, I've made some stupid mistakes in my life. I remember having the Camaro. I went. I went 115 one time and I felt like I was floating on air and that if I just made the slightest, the slightest turn that I would, you know, but 141. Yeah. And he's a freshman. He's like 18, 19 years old. Yep. Bro. I don't know if you hear, by the way, it is absolutely pouring right now. Oh yeah. It's, it's bad storming over here. Storms everywhere. Y'all hope we don't uh, get, you know, Lifted up into our tornado during the, the middle of this uh, <laughs> podcast here. So, Zach, um, just to kind of finish up with women, women, women's, women's basketball. Uh, <laughs> so, they win, obviously, 
you're on to the Elite Eight. Kim Mulkey said she wanted to win one more game. Here she is now. She's won two more. And you are headed to the Elite Eight against a nine seed. The highest seed left. The I highest. Did I say the lowest seed? Other than us, right? Other, other than us. Uh, well, this is it. There's a, this there's is a, it. This is the regional championship. Then you go to the final four. Are you, you're talking about the bracket. I'm talking about in the rest of the, in the whole tournament, Miami is the oh the lowest seed remaining. I guess yeah, I guess you say lowest. I got you. But, I got you. Know, you. They're the highest number, lowest. Seed. Oh, I, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, the highest seed left, a nine seed. Um, yeah. So, but Zach, like we talked about on the phone, like they're not there for no reason. Like for they sure. they knocked off in they knocked off the number one seed in this bracket, which was probably the lesser of all the number one right. Seed. And it was at Indiana. They did it at Indiana. Yeah. And they played Villanova. They knocked off Villanova. A four a seed. game, by the way, today. Fantastic game. So you're going to have to go and you're going to have to face the Cavender Twins over at Miami. And good. Zach, just to briefly talk. Well, I guess we need to preview it a little bit because it's happening Sunday. Yeah, we got to preview it. for Zach, for the, the – I, I mean, you said you really liked – our chances and you like the matchup. Yes. Why do you like the matchup? So their their strength is their guards. They don't really have they have bigs, but they don't have a big like Peely. They don't right. have a big like Angel Reese. They don't have a big like uh Aaliyah Boston, right? They don't have a big like uh who was the girl from Indiana? Um, the number 54 girl. I don't know her name. I can't. They they rely heavily on their guards. That's those are their those are some of their best players. Now they don't really you know, have a center. They have they like really three have, guards yeah. and two forwards. Like LSU needs to feast in the paint on Sunday to Ladasia to Angel Reese. I think Angel Reese will be able to have a better game against Miami than she did today against Utah. Now look, I say that, and as you mentioned, they're there for a reason, right? So, you know. I might, you know, I might say that, and then they come out and they played the best game of the of the of the year for them, and you know they beat LSU. Like they're there for a reason. It's March Madness. Teams upset teams, but it also just feels like you know maybe this is the this is maybe this is the spot where their luck runs out, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, being a nine seed and then making it to the final four—that's. Very rare. That'd be very impressive by them. But it, it kind of feels like, you know, that this is the spot where their luck runs out and, you know, they're out of gas. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, again, I could say that, and then they come out and win the game. I, you know, I, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, you know, if, if, if that is the case, uh, you know, I hope, I hope they don't do that. But I really like the matchup. I think the bigs are going to have a really good night. The big thing for LSU, obviously, is going to be – uh, Alexis Morris, Flage Johnson. How do they play? How do they defend? Yeah. Uh, the threat from Miami's guards. Flage Johnson didn't have a great game. She had, and it was it was probably arguably her worst game of the season. Um, he still won. He still won. Still won. She turned the ball over five times. She missed every shot she put up. Uh, it was just not a good game for her. Um, would love to see a bounce back from her. You know, you mentioned it. Uh, we've been mentioning it. People got to step up outside of Alexis Morris and Angel Reese, and it's been happening in this tournament. 
This game, Ladezia Williams, as you discussed and, and as you hinted at on the last podcast. Last game, it was Jasmine Carson. Jasmine Carson did nothing this game. Nothing. But last game, she went off for you. You got to have that continue to happen. Maybe, maybe Flage Johnson does that. Maybe it's Kateri Poole. Kateri Poole had a had great a game. game. Yeah, she had a good game. She had a great game. She went, she was two of your three threes. That's yep. another thing I want to see yep. improve. You know, you got to hit some threes. You got to hit some threes because they got guards that can hit threes. Yes, Miami's got the guards that can hit the threes, right? So you're going to have to do a better job at, and, and LSU struggle with that today, Reagan. Let's go look at it. Hold on. Let me, let me pull it up here. Let me pull it Are you up. You talking here. about from the three? Yes. Let's see if I can pull it up here. So from the three, LSU was three of 13. Brutal. Utah, eight of 22. I understand that not that not, not, not terrible, but like early on. And I understand that later in the game, like that, you know, LSU did a lot better job, but, in the second and the third quarter, man, you struggled at times guarding the three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're gonna have to do a better job at guarding the three, the perimeter. You're gonna have to do a better job at doing that. This this game against Miami. If you do that, and then if you have some threes go more threes go your way this game, with the mismatch that is inside the paint, I believe LSU should win this game. And I think it'll be an easier game for them than it was than this Utah game. I, I really do feel that I'm a lot more confident in this going into the Miami game. I really am. You know, then when you get if if you if you win the Miami game, we we'll talk about this obviously on Monday. If they win, you know, then that's when things really get serious. But I think I think this was the one you needed to get. But you know, in, in order to make it to the Final Four, I think this is the one you had to have, and you get it done. It wasn't wasn't perfect, dude. LSU was down to like no more scholarship basketball guards coming into the game. I mean, I forget yeah. I forget the other guards. Forgive me that are on the team. Um, but I mean, Kateri Poole fouls out. Flaje Johnson fouls out. Obviously, Alexis Morris is already out there. Who's the three guards you're gonna put out there? Yeah, all, you left, Paula, all you had left. All you had left was last year Paula and Jasmine Carson. I mean, well, you could have put you could have put uh, what's her oh man, Besselman. It's what's her first name, Lizzie. I ha- I need to go look at it. I need to go look at it. She uh, she's on scholarship, but she was a she wasn't at one point. <laughs> like you pre- pretty much Reagan, pretty much after after the two that you had to right. play, you're going right. down to walk ons. Pretty much walk ons. So like that. You know, that got sketchy, as you mentioned. Like, you yeah, really, and it's a good point you made because I honestly didn't think about it until you mentioned it. Like, winning in regulation was massive for huge. LSU in this game. It was huge. That was a great point that you made. And so, yeah, um, you want to see better guard play. You know, hopefully they'll stay out of foul trouble uh, more next game since they struggle with that this game. I, uh, you know, Flage fouled out, Kateri Poole fouled out, Alexis. Uh, uh, I keep saying Alexis Reese. Angel Reese fouled out. Um, Ladasia had three. So you, you you need to do a better job at, at at trying not to foul next game. We'll see how it goes, Reagan. I'm excited. Yeah, really. The only big physical presence they have is is, is Lola Pendande, and she's six four, and she put up six points against Villanova. Um, they have another forward that they play, but she's six foot. 
she did put up 15 points. Uh, so you expect her to be matched with Angel, and you expect Pendande to be matched up with with Ladesia with her height. But you you are better in the paint than them. I mean, their guard play, uh, their guards scored 26, 5, 7, 6, 2, and 3. I mean, literally 20, 50. I think it's like 59. 59 of their 70 points was from their guards. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're, you, well, not 59, 49. Uh, so you you have to have better guard play in this next game. Defense defensively, I don't think they were terrible in this game, but you just need you all around better up. guard play. So, yeah. um, Zach, we need to move on. I know there's a bunch of comments. Maybe we need to get some comments and then hit a quick break and then come back and uh, discuss the um, the unfortunate news. Well, I think uh, I think most of this is baseball. Okay. Uh, okay. Comments now. Ali Boy did say that Jasmine is a streaky player. Man, I agree. True. I do. I True. do agree with that. So hopefully, you know, she was on last game. She was off this game. Maybe she's on next game. Sunday. And that's exactly what you would need because you need the guard play to take a step up, as we just For mentioned. Sure. Uh, Ryan said Leday did he uh, did hear hear thing and held thing. Oh. Did hear thing. I don't know what you're saying, Ryan, but she held things together. She held right? things down. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what matters, man. Um, and yeah, uh Reagan, Reagan hit the nail on the head with that. Um, saying that Ladesia needed a big game today and she delivered. Let's take a break and then we will be back and we will discuss the bad side of today. Five star <laughs> hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Right back at it to discuss baseball. Uh, obviously, a disappointing day here in game one. Really, the game was far closer than the, the score sure. um, presents it to be far closer. Obviously, they had an eighth run inning in the 10th, uh, Arkansas did to put the game away, but you had an absolute pitcher's battle today um and and what really stings the most about this is paul Skeens went out there and and just had a phenomenal performance he he did what he normally does 12 strikeouts Uh, i think he had one hit one earned run and and of course uncharacteristic of him three walks in one inning really was his last inning of work and and kind of just ran out of gas i think um a little uncharacteristic of him um but he worked out. But, but he worked out of it exactly. He got out of it without any damage done, um, and, and was fantastic. And you you still lost the ball game, which really stinks, um, because you really want to capitalize on Paul Skeens as much as possible and capture the first game of the series just about every weekend with Paul Skeens on the mound. Um, your offense just did not do it today. They, they just didn't. Um, I, I know we're going to hear from the the lefties. 
We suck against lefties uh, even more now. Um, I, I still don't buy it. I, I think you face two of the best lefties in the SEC today. You came into the game batting 300, 300 against lefties. That's not bad. You batting 300 against lefties, and you scored 10 runs against lefties last weekend. You just faced probably two of the best lefties in, like, the SEC. Um, and Dave Van Horn knows that, right? You're facing Paul Skeens. They're like they don't. They're not as good against left-handed hitting. You're 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 better against right-handed hitters. And I'm not going to sit here and act like that's not the reality. Reality is you are a better hitting team against right-handed pitchers. But that does not mean we suck against left-handed hitters. That I'm I, I, like we can't just buy into every social media narrative, and then when something happens, we point to it and say. There it is. You have to let your statistic also back it up. And for me, it just doesn't back it up enough. You batted 222 against the lefties today. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. But it wasn't like the worst ever. You battled, though. And it was, Zach, a pitching battle to, I mean, the into the extra innings. Um, Zach, the worst thing, I think, of today uh, was base running. Uh, I mean, two sure. two massive that. mistakes base running that really cost you, uh, honestly cost you the game. Um, uh, if you if you think of Trey Morgan and and what happened there, um, because you you scored one run in the eighth off of Neil's homer, and then you wouldn't put them down in the ninth. Correct. So if Trey Morgan. Breaks for home and 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 stays breaking right, like doesn't hold up or or get caught up. He's probably there. Um, and I did not like. I understand pe- people at the plate have a good view. They have a, a good view of what has happening at the plate, but you also need to let your coach make the decision in that moment. Jared Jones can't create confusion at the plate when it is a, like, runs are extremely hard to come by, and he does not need to be making the call at the plate, right? The third, but he needs to be yielding to what Josh Jordan, he just needs to get out the way and let Josh Jordan communicate with Trey Morgan and make the play yeah. because it, it affected it. He he broke, he held up, and then broke again. You were dead. You were dead. You were done for. You were done for. As soon as you held up, you were done for. Because it didn't get that far away from him, but if he broke and stayed, I think he's safe. I, I really agree. do. Um, it's a lot closer. Exactly. It will. It will. I mean, it, it totally changes the, today. Like you, you're, you've won if that if that plays out the way it, it should have. Um, but again, I I just. I understand some of you will not be convinced of this, and and that's fine. I, you know, it really does not matter that much in the grand scheme of things. But please, like, look at the statistics of our batting against lefty. It is not that bad. You faced Arkansas's best pitcher today in Hagen Smith. Uh, I mean, Zach, the slider dude. Oh, the slider nasty was. Unhittable, un 
hittable pitch. They were calling it coming right down the middle, and then it just dropped. I mean, it it, it oh, falls right. off the face of the earth. Like <laughs> I mean, I cannot like like we he made our pitchers look silly. Well, I mean, it was just a good pitch. And we we had planned to try and get um, some Arkansas guys on, and I was talking to my buddy last night, Louie. So I'll give him a shout out. I, I wanted to talk with him before the game, and he he said Hagen Smith is our best pitcher. He's our by best far. Pitcher. And he showed it today. Yeah, and and he was. He just was, um, which I think plays into some of the decisions that were made in the bullpen for LSU, um, which we'll talk about about the double headers act. I think both of you, both of us, agree about moving forward yeah. in in the series where we sit is actually really good. Um, but in terms of today, you just didn't execute. You you made crucial mistakes. Joe Bear, what in what in the flying fladoodle are you doing at first base, falling asleep in a one-run game? With the guy on second? With runners in scoring position, two outs, and you – I think it was the seventh inning. It's not just the fact that you have a guy in scoring position. It's the fact that where are you going? Where are you going to go? There's what a guy at second. You can't like, go see, you, you can't feel second. I and you you're not that fast anyways. Like, like what are you you're not gonna steal? He got caught sleeping. I mean, he just got caught lacking, and and, and you just gotta tip your cap to to the Arkansas catcher because he threw a bullet down there and I mean completely had him dead to rights, Zach. I mean, it just was the reality of it. But Zach, I mean, what are your uh I, I guess your thoughts on the game? I, I mean, Paul Skeens was amazing. Yeah. Your your pitching, not your pitching. Um, your, your batting just didn't back it up because honestly, like what happened in the tenth inning, it absolutely sucks. But it should have never happened. Yeah, with the performance that Paul Skeens yeah. had. So I've got I've got three things I want to address with this game. Um, I'll start with the lefty situation because I think we disagree a little. Um, you know, people coming out there and saying, "Oh, we we, we suck." I, and I understand it. I've said it too, and it's an overreaction. We are not as good, and I'd like that. We are not pay. as good, but I will say, I will say it. I do believe it is an issue. It is not. It is not. We suck. It is an issue, but it's as as um. It was mentioned, I think, on Chris Demui's sixty foot six inch LSU pod the other day. It's an issue for a lot of teams. It's it's an issue for a lot of teams. It's an issue for college baseball hitters in all of college baseball. Now, I will say this. I will say this. LSU is not good against lefties that can locate. We've seen them be able to hit on and get on base against guys that – with against lefties that struggle with command a little bit. But the lefties that can pitch mid-80s, mid-80s to to mid-90s, and can locate, yes, LSU struggles with that. They sure. do. Um, so, you know, I, I get both sides. I get both sides. And I do agree that I think it's an issue. I And I, I understand the argument about the, the, the batting average. I think some of that is because you have faced lefties that aren't SEC caliber. Um, but then again, you look at the A&M game. They threw every freaking lefty at you that they could on Saturday, <laughs> and you put up 12 runs. 
Yeah. So, you know, but th- those lefties weren't Arkansas's lefties. Yeah. So down the stretch, are you going to face lefties that are near or at the caliber of Arkansas? And are they going to give you issues? Yes. Are you just going to be this complete crap team against lefties? And should there be this narrative that LSU can do nothing against lefties? No. Is it an issue? Yes. Is it a major flaw? I would say no. Correct. Right? So I understand. I understand what some people are saying. I've said the same thing. And I, in frustration, I've said, you know, we suck against lefty. We suck against lefty. That's it, out of frustration. Sure. Do I fully believe that? No. Have I said it? Yes. <laughs> it, it, when you when you're watching the game and you're again, I've said this before. I, I said this on Kristen Moody's pod whenever I went on there. The reality is we're all fans at heart. Yeah, we are. We're all fans at heart, and sometimes being a fan at heart, you, you take away the reality a little bit sometimes, <laughs> and you say some stupid stuff that you shouldn't say. But when you step back and you actually look at the numbers and you look at you know, how LSU is batting and how they're doing against lefties. It's not as bad as it'd be a mouth. Is an issue? Is it again? Is it an issue? Yes, I fully agree. But is it as bad as some of these fans are making it out to be? No. I saw one fan today, Reagan, that posted, I think, in Tiger Droppings, and they're like, this oh, team's boy. not, they're God. like, this team's not even going to make it out of a regional. Now, is that possible? <sighs> yes. Is it likely? No, no. it's not. LSU, I, I fully, the you know, meltdown drives me crazy. Yeah, it, it, it drives me absolutely crazy. I understand the frustration as a fan, but also God. you can't melt. There, there shouldn't be a melt. Our, our fan base, we lose guys. We've lost, <laughs> we lost three games. Three, three. three. We're, we're good, and we immediately are like, uh, well, we're just same old, same old. We're not going to do anything. Like I just like. Bro, you could so easily turn around tomorrow and win this series. Like, sure. and, look, and then all the fans will be on the mountaintop. If, <laughs> now, if you go out there tomorrow, and you lose, if, if you lose the series, lose the game, or lose both games and you get swept, I can understand it. I can understand the frustration. Sure. Not, not a meltdown because Arkansas is a really good team, but I can understand the yeah. why fans – I understand why they're upset today. If you go out and you lose both games tomorrow or you get beat in, in one of the games and you lose series, completely understand the frustration, especially in a series that's at home. The other thing I wanted to mention, Ray, was Chase Schwartz because me and you disagreed on this when we, whenever Chase Schwartz was brought into the game. Right. I questioned the fact that they brought in Chase Shores immediately after Paul Skeens because he has struggled with command. And, Reagan, you said oh, he doesn't struggle with command. But – he had one outing, Chase one Shores, bad outing. Chase Shores against a and is second on the team in walks. So, I think he struggles with command a little bit. I, I, he's second on the team in walks. Reagan, sh- sure, sure, fine. That that's fine. And and right. how many is that? How many walks is nine. that? Nine, nine, not ten. Okay. And he's he's had like three starts, Zach. But out like, of all, out of all the pitchers that you could have brought in. To bring Chase Shores in that moment, who last weekend struggled some with command, that concerned me. Here's what happened though: He went out, he battled, he had to battle some. Because I wish you have stayed in longer. He got uh, a lot. He got into a lot of full counts, but he battled and he won almost all of those battles. 
He played I, a really, yeah. really good game. I, I, I was really nervous about it. There got there came a point where I was like, okay, here we go. Here's the drop off, and it didn't happen. Now they, did you hear that one? Did you hear that? I, I did not. Okay, I didn't. maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I just got a good mic, so you can't hear it. Man, there's like <laughs> thunder, rain, everything going on right now in the background. But listen, phenomenal job by Chase Shores to come in and really, really close the door. Really close the door. Uh, yeah, um, and I, I wish Jay would have had a little bit more faith in him to extend there. I, like you I bring him in in this moment, hold him out there. I, I just, I think in hindsight, it's easy to say that, but I also wouldn't have been completely opposed. Once you walk the guy, you know, once you walk the guy, and then he went to, I think he went 2 0 or something like that. And then they pulled, I can't remember, or did they walk him and then he just, and then I he think he walked him and then he pulled him. I, I understand why Jay did that. I mean, I do too. Know, I completely understand. I don't really have – I don't think I could say that I would have disagreed either way. You know, I, I texted and said, I, you know, I agree with this. I think it's the right move. But I don't think I would necessarily disagree if he had left him out there because of the way he was pitching. Um, unfortunately, this is two weekends in a row where you brought in your closer and he couldn't – This is two weeks in a row Chase Little back-to-back failed. Failed. I did go back and look, Zach. The a game. Little. It was Shores. He walked a guy. He hit a guy. Little comes in, four-pitch walk, loads him, and then he goes two strikeouts, and then the breakout happens. Yes. So this and is two weekends now. The Chase, the Shores, then Little combo has not worked. Has not worked. So maybe so you, you probably need to try some outs. <laughs> I – I would really, especially in these SC games. I think you know, in this, when you're in a situation like they were against Texas A&M. Now I understand on I understand against Texas A&M. You know they kind of exhaust him. Dude, Nate Agenhausen. I, I I still think they need to give him more looks. Um, and probably more specifically in those situations. Another guy I want to see more in those situations because you put him in them multiple times, but but then come SEC we haven't we haven't used them. Sam Dutton. We put Sam Dutton in those I, I want to see him more. We I put see Sam Dutton more. in those situations multiple times before SEC play. And then when you get in the, in the, in the situation that you have put him in and, and try to train him for, when you get in those situations against SEC play, he doesn't he hasn't showed up. Not against AM and not against Arkansas today. So Maybe a little bit of concern there with Jay's decision making on the pitchers. I, I'm not saying, you know, like I, I good grief, he's making the you know terrible mistakes. You know, like I have faith in Jay, but maybe that's something he needs to look at. You know, maybe the hit, you know, the hitting against lefties is also something he needs to look at more in depth. The last thing that I wanted to say about today was I still think. There needs to be times where there's better situational at-bats. When you're in the eighth, you've got bases loaded and Trey Morgan's up to bat. I really felt the way that Hagen Smith was pitching that at-bat, I really felt he could have taken taken more some more balls, even if they were strikes. I really felt like he could have taken some more balls further in that in that at bat and got and drawn a walk. I fully, I fully believe that. Um it was hard to look off the slider. That was like if you're able to be if they were which none of them were really able to be disciplined to do it. 
I think yeah. other than Dugas, I think Dugas was the Dugas only one. Did it. That that inning, he did it that inning. Yeah, none of them were able to hold off on on the slider. I really feel like Trey Morgan could have taken a better at B, but sure, he goes after two of them, and one gets fouled, the other one gets popped up in foul ter- territory. You're out of the inning. You go to the night. It's over. Um, so you know, there's you know, you you mentioned the base running blunders. The, there's the situational abs where there's a there was a couple times today where else you had chances to get guys over and you didn't. The strikeouts against good pitching continue to be a concern. Concern. 15, I think it's going to be all year, Zach. I'm just going to be honest. Cases, I think it's going to be all year. I think that crowd is all year. I, I think I uh, like I, I'm I think it needs to get better. Like I'm not disagreeing with you when I'm saying this. But, like, I think that's who this team is. It needs to get better. There needs to be some better plate discipline. But, like, this team is a – is, like, a swing and miss team sometimes. I think that's just who they are. Yeah, I, I, like, I you don't get a lot of contact ground ball outs with this team, like, like hardly at all. Everything was – was almost almost everything today was fly outs or strikeout. Yeah. I, I just think that's who this team is. Um, I think you can get better, but, like – I. I think we're going to continue to see a high number of strikeouts. By the way, um, there is no longer a number one seed in this tournament. Houston, Houston goes down. Goes down to Miami, wow. um, 89 to 74. 75. Wow. 89 to 75. Wow, wow, wow. I need to go yeah. look at the girls uh, and see how those games are going with Iowa right now because I'm scared of Iowa, bro. I really am. I'm Iowa, scared. I think, was, was losing last I saw. I'm scared of Iowa and I'm scared of South Carolina. I was up four with it like two minutes to go. Oh man, Carolina and Iowa on the are on the opposite side of the bracket though. So the only way you'll see them is in the championship game. Correct, correct. Like you're if you win and you go to the final four, you're likely looking at Virginia Tech. Yeah, number one seed from the other bracket. Virginia Tech's good. Yeah. So, anyways, back to baseball, Reagan. We need to move on to tomorrow. Um, um, today sucks. It's yeah. awful. You got to flush it. You got to flush you get, it. You get two games tomorrow. You get two games tomorrow. And, you know, luckily, I mentioned it before coming on the show. A lot of times you win game one of that doubleheader, there's a really good possibility you win game two because yeah. of because of it being the same day, because you're only, you know, resting for you know, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours or so. And then you're going right back at it. And you're, you know, the emotions and everything are still there from game one. So LSU needs to go out tomorrow. The offense needs to show up. And the biggest, the biggest thing we need to have tomorrow is your starters, your two starting yeah. pitchers, Ty Floyd and Thatcher Hurd. They have to have better outings than they last They need week. to extend. They, need they to extend. have to extend this weekend. Yeah. And I'll let you kind of talk more on this on tomorrow. That's my biggest thing for tomorrow. Is the is the starters got to extend longer than they did last weekend? Yeah. Um. Look, there's there is more left-handed pitching. Just just FYI, there is more left-handed pitchers if they want to use them. Um. But I I think you're going to see a lot more right-handed pitchers um going forward. Um. And and obviously that bodes well for LSU because obviously they hit better against right-handed pitchers. Um. But you are now past um, 
their best left. Holden and and Hagen Smith is done for the weekend. Hagen uh, Hagen Smith is done for the weekend, and he's their best reliever by far, by far. Um, Arkansas, their staff has three pretty major injuries so far on the season, and you, with the way things played out today, are are set up to be very, like pitching wise. If your starters do well, you have a great chance to win these games pitching wise. I mean, guys, we didn't use Riley Cooper. We did not use uh, Nate Ackenhausen. You did not use Garrett Edwards. So you can really capitalize. I mean, if you can capitalize on your the the fact that they have some injuries in their in their pitching staff, and now. Um, you're going to look at like not their best, right? Cause you got their really their best today. You, I, I like the way it bodes uh, for LSU tomorrow, Zach. I, I really do. Um, and I mean, guys, if we think about it, the last time we just had a really bad game, like a bad game and we lost the next day, we scored 18 runs. Yeah. I know that was Sam Houston state. But the response from this team is typically very good. Um, and I fully expect uh, uh, um, Ty Floyd, almost said Nick Floyd, and Thatcher Hurd to have much better weeks here in Baton Rouge rather than in the on the road at A&M, which is and, arguably one of the most hostile environments the in the zone, FCC. The strike zone was not as bad today. There was – there was I, I, I got to say – and I saw it mentioned a couple times. I, I gotta say, I disagree. I did a see bit. something I, in the comments. I did not think. Uh, let's see. I, I didn't think it was, it was that bad. Either uh, I didn't think it was that bad either. Now I do remember one call. It was, I think Paul Skeens was facing a righty, or maybe it was a lefty. No, it was a lefty, and he kind of painted the inside corner. Yeah. And I really thought he should have. No, I, maybe it was a righty. Either way, he painted. He painted the inside outside whichever one it was uh yeah. corner and i really thought it was there the fans went absolutely berserk that's honestly the only one time in the game where i was like ooh that's bad call yeah other than that i thought the officiating was pretty good i, 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 I have honest. to agree i have to agree I, I thought the strike zone really wasn't that bad today i, I really we'll don't see think how saturday Saturday goes with both games. Yeah, we'll you'll see. You do have a different crew than last weekend uh, at AM, so we'll see how it goes. But I, I like our chances, honestly, tomorrow. Let's not tap out on this team and think we're screwed. Um, you could very well turn around. I mean, we know this lineup. Um, we know that Ty Floyd and, and Thatcher Hurd can extend. We know they can have great outings. I mean, think about what take what, what Thatcher Hurd did at Texas on the road, in that hostile environment. Um, tomorrow, people will – you will have a better um, home field advantage than you had today. Obviously, game time gets moved. I still think there was a great crowd, yeah. but it, it affected it. Now you're going to have two games on a Saturday when folks are off work and you can really have a home field advantage. And I, and I still think that LSU can win this series. I really do. Go out tomorrow, play your – Play your butt off, and hopefully you can capitalize on some right-handed pitching. And and you can be assured that you ain't got to face Hagen Smith in that slider again because he's done for the weekend. 
I mean, that was huge. That really was huge because I think, Zach, he was going to try and close it out. I think Van Horn was going to try and have him close it out and then start the third game, but I think he yeah. had to had to bring him in, and he had to extend longer than he needed to to win, to win the game, and he did it, and now he's shelved. So that really could play in your advantage. So we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. Don't tap out on the Tigers, guys. Like This team is very stinking good. You know, Tommy White had a bad day. Um, I really would like to Jared see Paxton, had a bad day. Jared Jones. I would like to see Paxton Clean get a start. Um, I, I didn't un- quite understand that decision, knowing that there was going to be two lefties that you run Joe Bear out there. I know, I know Paxton Clean had a bad weekend last weekend, but that doesn't mean that's always going to continue. Um, you know, you shelved him for two games. We saw what he did last time after you shelved him for a few games. He came out and he was probably your hard, hottest hitter on the team, moves up to the, the leadoff spot, has a bad weekend. Now you've shelved him for two games. Let's. I, I'd like to see him come back tomorrow and, and try to respond after a bad weekend. Um, so, Reagan, so, go ahead. In, go regards, ahead. in regards to tomorrow, do you, what do you think? Do you think they split? Do you think we sweep? Uh, I mean, prediction-wise – if you win the first game, well, I mean, obviously, if you win the first game, if you, if the, the crucial, I mean, obviously, you have to win the first game to be able to win the series. But if you win the first game, I really like LSU's chances to win the series. I agree. Because they don't have, you know, they coming into the weekend, they didn't even know who their starter is for, for game three. So if, if you win tomorrow, you have a good chance because you're running Thatcher Hurd and they, they're not even. You know, it was two B, it's TBD for game three. So, you know, don't tap out on them for this series. I think they sweep tomorrow. I, I would love that. I think they sweep the doubleheader tomorrow. I it would be it would be a huge comeback. I mean, that would be huge, huge. Either way, I think I think either Arkansas's. Either way, I think whoever wins the first game is going to win the second game. Really. So you think we make it get swept if, if Arkansas? I takes. think I think if we I think either tomorrow we're going to get swept on the series or we, we or we're going to get sweep. I, I yeah. really believe that, um, but I I believe LSU wins wins both games tomorrow and we get the series wins. Let's mm-hmm. get some some comments, Reagan. Uh, yeah, then, we can, then we can take a break and wrap up. Uh, Peyton obviously loving the baseball. He's all in here on the baseball. He said Jared Jones and and lefties equals a bad day. So so far true. yet. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, it is true. Uh, Car Dunn said LSU needs to get into the bullpen to early tomorrow. Best reliever for Hogs is done for the weekend. Yeah, I Very mean, true. if you can get into the bullpen early tomorrow, I mean, uh, the job that you did this today and and getting rid of their two best pitchers uh, on the staff right now is is really is really good. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we've got in here. That might be all. Uh, Adam B said, when you say lack of execution, what do you mean lack of being able to hit good to decent lefties? I guess that was a comment to somebody else. Uh, that was Peyton. Ryan said, Adam B and Peyton been going back and forth a little bit. They go back and forth. On Twitter yeah. today. They did it last time in the show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, yeah. All right. In the show, uh, going back and forth. <laughs> uh, okay. Peyton, he's with you. He's with you, Reagan. I will say it and continue to say it. The team doesn't suck against lefties. Certain players do. And J.J. keeps putting them out there. Please go look up Dylan Cruz, Dugas, et cetera, against the lefties. Against lefty pitchers, if you know it is a good left-handed pitcher, Jay Johnson probably needs to edit the lineup. He does. 
Yes, I agree. I agree. All right, Reagan, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we can be back to wrap the show. Hey, before we go, though, how you like the new setup? Yeah, you like, little I, I like corner, it. Little corner I mean, you can show the picture behind us a little yeah, bit better. Exactly. You can show yeah, the yeah. picture a little good bit. Stuff, a good better. stuff. Good stuff. Maybe I'll create something to where I can put, you know, like one picture up here and the other picture. Right, right, here. right. I don't know. We'll, we'll play around with it. We'll mess around with it. We'll see. <laughs> Regardless, uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to wrap up the show. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. All at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys, right back at here in the Tigers Avenue to wrap things up. Been a great show. We really appreciate all of your your, your comments and, and your interaction. We love it. As always, uh, always try to get to as many comments as possible. Y'all have really been having it popping here lately, so we really appreciate it. Um, so, guys, it's been a great night. Alabama, the number one seed, goes down. It's always a great night when Alabama loses. And the Lady Tigers, obviously, are going to the Elite Eight. Super excited for Kim Mulkey and the Lady Tigers. Going to be a great Sunday um, to watch them in the Elite Eight against Miami with a potential Final Four appearance, if you can get things done on Sunday. Really excited about that. I mean, this is what we expected from Kim Mulkey, and she is fulfilling. We're year two, and and we're Elite Eight. I mean, fantastic stuff from Kim Mulkey. And I really needed to seal the deal. I needed to seal the deal. I said she would be the next national champion at LSU, and I want it. I want it, dadgummit. We'll see how it plays out. Obviously, uh, they got a few more games for that to happen, three to be exact, if they, if they want to be national champions. But I'm um, really excited about Kim Mulkey and what she's doing. LSU Tigers doubleheader tomorrow. Uh, just just in case you don't know, first pitch um, for the first game is at 1 o'clock tomorrow, and then the second game will start at 6.30. 1 o'clock and then 6.30 for the doubleheader tomorrow. Um, we'll see how it plays out, guys. Obviously, today didn't go how we wanted it to. Maybe the boys will turn it around tomorrow and, and capitalize on a home series against Arkansas, top five matchup, and get the thing done tomorrow. Hopefully so. Maybe there'll be some right-handed pitchers. Then we'll all be happy, and we won't have to worry about left-handed pitchers and whether we suck against them or not. Maybe we'll just hit 13 runs in each game, and we'll win the series and move on. Here's to us winning tomorrow by a, a, a whole lot because I'm sick of Arkansas. I feel like the last, I don't know, for a while now, Arkansas has had our number in, in baseball. So I really want these two games tomorrow because I'm sick of losing to them. So we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. Um, we'll be back here in the Tigers Avenue. Well, I probably will not be. So you'll have to, me and Zach will have to discuss that because I'm probably going to be having a baby. Well, not probably. I will be having a baby if he doesn't come before then on, on Tuesday. Um, so we'll have to figure all that out and, and how it's going to play out next week um, with the show and, and having a baby and whatnot. So we'll, we'll keep you updated. But next time we're here, we will discuss it all in the Tigers Avenue. Appreciate y'all. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace.